0: the internet you're busy let's do this welcome to the games beat decides podcast this is the podcast where we decide everything in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself i'm your host jeffrey grubb with me is mike bennati in today's hey. episode we're going to go over some news we've got some games first though i want to thank everybody for joining us you can get more from me and mike at gamesbeat.com if you have something to share with us you can email the podcast at games plus podcast adventurebeat.com or get us on twitter at GamesBeat, or at GB Decides. If you're watching on uh, on our website, you can subscribe to an audio version of this show. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere. There's an RSS link in here as well. And if you like the show, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. Finally, thank you to Carlos Ien who is Insane in the Rain Music on YouTube for the use of our theme song. All right, Mike, how's it been going? It's good. I feel like I haven't done this with you in a while. GDC, yeah, we, we last missed a week. bit, yeah. It was just kind of like, I feel like we were going to try to do it last Friday, and then like, I think we just, both our schedules just got conflicted at the last second and just didn't work out very well. Uh, but we're back. I don't know. Let's, let's let's just do some catch up. How was like GDC? How was everything? What you've been playing? Kind of that kind of stuff. Uh,
1: yeah, GDC was fine. You
0: know, you know, I'm not the biggest GDC fan in the world. Uh, You know, what was funny, though, is um, as Jason and Dean, you weren't in this meeting because you were tired. You like stayed up all night working one night and you weren't in this meeting. Uh, Jason and Dean both went to PAX and they came back. They're like, I think that was more worthwhile than GDC. (laughs) I want to be like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yes, yes, in the future we'll probably we'll probably split our resources more um, efficiently when it comes to GDC and PAX especially yeah. since they happen back to back no, I don't know I feel
1: like I might be the one a little better like pretty well suited for PAX <laughs>
0: yes for sure uh, it makes a lot of sense definitely but I mean um, yeah, there's
1: a lot of indie, I mean, the thing is both of them have indie games really and that's mm-hmm. like a big part of it anyway so
0: and I play yeah, indie I, I, indie I, games, I mean mean, GDC is a really good place to go and, and meet a lot of devs but it's not like PAX is a slouch in that regard so yeah um but yeah, I, I it's it, GDC did seem pretty interesting. It, it did seem like um, from the outside looking in, it was just Google Stadia was the thing everyone was supposed to be talking about. Did you get a lot of that?
1: <laughs> I mean, everyone was talking about it. Their demos were really weird. Like they had demo stations throughout the place, but like all it was was like you know it was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Which was that was a thing that their like beta tests basically did anyways, right?
0: Right. It's and the then, same thing.
1: It's not like they had the controller playable either. You were just using Logitech controllers, so it's kind of oh, really? like I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, the
1: controller was not there to play. So I'm just you're just kind of sitting there with this, uh, you know, controller for like some Logitech PC controller. I would never want to use on my own. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm playing this game, I guess. Plus, you know, the whole streaming thing, like, you kind of need to see that working at home to be impressed with it. Yeah, (laughs) you need
0: to see it in the wild, because otherwise, what does this even mean?
1: Right, exactly. So, it's like, it doesn't demo. It's not that it demos poorly, it just doesn't demo, almost. Right, (laughs) yeah, you're
0: you're not demoing the thing that you need to actually get hands-on with to make an informed decision. Uh, Did you try the Doom one? Because I heard people were trying, like, to play original Doom on Stadia, and it was... um, They were noticing some input lag with the mouse. Did you try that?
1: No, I didn't see that. I just saw Assassin's Creed. I saw something to do with Pac-Man. I didn't quite understand what it was, but there's that. Yeah, like the the demonstrations were weird. I walked around. I played Assassin's Creed. I was just kind of confused. It was mostly, like, it seemed like it was mostly, like, people from Google there answering people's questions more than anything else.
0: I mean, you know, the whole point of the show was to get developers on board. I mean, it also was the first public announcement of it, so, like, we don't have to pretend this was just for developers, because it clearly wasn't. But they definitely seem in that spot where they need to get developers into this whole thing, and that's what they're still trying to do. I think that's why they didn't announce, like, anything having to do with price, because... They're going to probably have to still have to like negotiate a lot of those deals and and to get a lot of publishers on board. Publishers are going to be like, wait, we need to be we need to have a say in how this is going to work. So uh, I think that they're still in that part of the uh, of of their planning process. So you know, you hopefully they could figure it out. It's cool, but yeah,
1: I've been historically skeptical of streaming, and, and I still am. Like, yeah, even though it I, I, seems like I it's don't know if it's ever going to be best. for me.
0: Yeah. yeah, I I feel like there's always going to be. A way to get metal under your TV and under your, and into your hands, whether that's with like a switch-like device or a console or a PC, uh, and and I'm I think I'm always going to prefer that. I, I mean, for one thing, Google Stadia I know is not for me because everything is on the server like okay they handle the updates for you by like in the background that just happens you you're never going to see another game update again that's that's cool i like that but that also means like i can't mod my games i, I don't think so i don't think there's any easy way for them to implement that um and if they do it's going to be years down the line cuz it's not going to be a high priority and i love modding games on pc it's one of the main reasons i play on pc now so um just ha- like taking away that sort of freedom is not going to be for me but that doesn't mean that's not going to work for some people i just I have my doubts in other ways why Stadia is not going to work for most people. I do think maybe when Xbox reveals their thing, that'll probably be better because Xbox is going to give people like this vast swath of choices of like download your games, stream your games, use this cheap box, use an expensive box uh, or play on your on your computer that you already have. Or you know, maybe it's going to stream to Switch. Who knows? Um, I, I think that's more. uh a, a better strategy than just streaming exclusively uh, and trying to get as many people onto that as possible. That seems like it's got a lot of barriers to entry.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. Any, anything else from GDC though? Were people talking about anything else?
1: I mean, uh, I mean, some of the talks I like, we were cool. Like I like all the talks just about like, like the post-borders of old games. There was yes. one by some of the Panther Dragoon people talking about the three Saturn games. Uh Pager Dragoon, Pizza Dragoon Zwei, and Pizza Dragoon Saga, and that was super fun. Uh then a the, the talk about uh Paperboy was good too. Any of the talks about like the old Atari, like people making games at Atari, those are always kind of fun for some reason.
0: I mean it's a totally different era. I mean it was. It, it was it was like I, I mean, they weren't in their garages at that point, but it was essentially just like a dude in a room coming up with the whole idea himself, programming it himself, doing the art practically himself, uh, you know, in some cases because well, this, well, this,
1: this is like Atari prime time. So it's like it's, it's big for that time, but it's still like what, eight people, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. And totally. Okay. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's not, it, sounded, it sounded like they had a lot of fun back then making games.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I, I, I There were some other. OK, yeah. Then Apple the, the Apple event happened as well. Did you pay attention to the Apple event at all? Uh, I
1: think uh, just a little bit, but I mean, I was watching it. There was a very long thing about their TV shows. They talking right, about yeah. gaming. What was their gaming thing? Even I can't remember. Oh, they guess right. Like they're they're going to have their own kind of like subscription Apple service. Arcade. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a subscription for mobile games, but these mobile games have to be cross platform for all Mac platforms. So that means they work. So you pay. I think you pay like ten bucks a month. I don't know if they actually said the price, but um, something like that. And then you get over a hundred. Premium priced mobile games, so not free to play mobile games, not games that have any sort of in-game microtransactions, Um, and then they have to work on your phone, your tablet, uh, and your Mac. And uh, there's probably oh yeah, Apple TV, and they have to work on Apple TV as well. So um, I just I couldn't have any less interest in that, Mike. (laughs) That's just definitely not for me.
1: No no thanks, sorry, hard pass. Like
0: yeah, I I mean uh, there's some good mobile games, and I I have paid for them, but I'm probably paying like you know five to ten bucks a year so the idea of kind of doing that monthly and and just never touching these games because i know i wouldn't that doesn't sound very fun so i i don't know um not exactly a a killer of any other service that's out there you know it's interesting hopefully devs get paid although the the thing they announced was like developers are going to get paid based on how long people play and that just seems like a recipe for a night it doesn't
1: seem right that seems bad
0: yeah, it seems uh, like it's going to force developers to get really creative, like and especially for like, free, especially for premium games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the, re- the thing is, like, you want to pay three bucks, and you're going to play for two to three hours, and you feel pretty good about that because it's probably a pretty um, intense two to three hours. Like those room games where it's you know kind of like an escape room, but it's like one of those yeah. tiny little boxes that you have in front of you. Those things are super satisfying. They're not. You're not going to be playing for 60, 70 hours, though. That's the whole point. You don't, you don't want to be playing for sixty. Right, and going to be hours. And now you're of penalized
1: for making an experience like that.
0: Yeah, it's it's not uh, ideal. Whoops. So hopefully that gets figured out as well. Um, and and hopefully developers just actually do make money from this, and it's another way for them to uh, make money from the games they're already creating, and it works out better than we're you know maybe uh, you know wringing our hands about. Um. Okay, yeah. Let's. Uh, those are kind of the big things that have happened since the last time we recorded. Um, you just want to kind of get into what you've been playing? Sure. I mean, so I, I see. I see the first one, like uh, the Hollow Knight. This is one that I've still never touched. Like I, I own it, but I'm not sure if I'm if I'm even like ready to kind of go try it. So I'm. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Try it
1: try it it's oh good okay it's yeah, so good i love good. it and i feel the same way like i, I feel like i was <coughs> late to it because like what it came, i think what it came out like that was a thing and there right. were a lot of other indie games and i had a lot of other things to do and i bought it at some point i'm like i know i'm going to want to play this it certainly looks like my kind of thing Just you know don't know when i'm going to get to it and then uh you know, I, I, I beat Zelda 2, so I was like, okay, now let's let's get one of these indie games kind of knocked off the list here. So I went into Hollow Knight and then, like, immediately fell in love with it. I played a ton of it already.
0: Uh, uh, let's remind people what fun. it is for, like, since, I yeah. mean, I know a lot of people have played it, and we are late to it, but people might have missed it anyhow.
1: Metroidvania indie game with a kind of, uh, kind of like, a it's like a sort of Dark Soulsy kind of creepy aesthetic, except everybody's like a bug, and it, there's kind of like a Tim Burton art style to it. Uh, which is super cute and looks nice. It's all this, you know, hand-done art and everything like that. But, um, you know, like, like you know how, like, Ori and the Blind Force was much more on the platforming aspect of the Metroidvania? This is right. a bit more combat-focused. Like, the platforming stuff is still important, but it's much more combat and exploration. This is much more like one of the old-school Metroidvanias. Like, like, Ori and the Blind Force, you're probably not going to get lost in that game. You can spend a lot of time looking for secrets, but you always kind of know where the next place to go is. This is much more... Like find out where you haven't been, go there, get this new ability. Then you like can think of all these other places you can go, but you don't know which one of those is necessarily going to have like the next big thing you need. So it's just like a lot of organic exploration, and it's so fun and satisfying, and uh, it, it, the game just feels so good. Just the top tier Metroidvania. This is fantastic.
0: I, uh, so how is the combat? So the combat it's like is very good. It's um I mean my, the thing I want to know is like how does it compare to Dead Cells because you brought that up.
1: Right. I mean it's kind of similar. It is it's simple. Basically you just you have a, a needle, right? Instead of like mm-hmm. a sword cuz you're a little bug. And you can just slash it like uh, you know, you can slash it upwards and downwards if you're in the air and forward and and that's you know really it you have a, a few magic spells that you don't necessarily use a ton of cuz uh so like the re- like when you hit people, you, you gather up like an energy resource and you can use that to either refill your life by focusing and that's also your magic pool. So there's kind of a give and take there, right? And a lot of times you're probably going to want to hold on to it to restore your health, which when you're just like walking around the world is usually pretty easy because you just kill the enemy and do it. Then in bosses, it's like this whole mechanic of like, when am I going to be able to heal? Is this a safe time to do it? I don't know. The box fights in general are just super good. Some of them are very hard, which which I enjoy quite a bit. There's one night where I think I ran my head into one 30 times or so. Uh, and there is, like, a kind of Dark Souls mechanic of when you die, you have a chance to go back and, like, collect your soul, and you get all your currency. But if you, like, die that second time, you lose it all. But that's pretty It's pretty easy to get your body back. I've, I've died a lot, but I've never, like, done the this, the ultimate death. You know, I've always been able to get my body back.
0: Uh, one of the complaints I always hear about this game is um people get to a point where they get to a new area and they have to find the map seller again and that's frustrating and they kind of get discouraged. Is mm. is that something you're running into at all?
1: Uh, no, I've, I've I've been able to find the map seller. There's a couple. There's like a one place I haven't been able to yet. There's like one like kind of barrier that I still haven't been able to get around that I'm trying to figure out like what item I need to. But again, I kind of like I like having this. You know, oh, I they need to go explore and maybe I'm going to run into a lot of dead ends they're just going to give me a new like uh power up or a new like thing that will eventually increase my health and i may not find what i'm looking for necessarily but i'm going to find cool things nonetheless and i like that
0: yeah i'm i don't know i'll have to to play this i think i got it it for switch i know i have it for pc i'll I'll play it for switch for
1: sure i mean it runs great it looks good it's so fun it's so it's so well done. I just absolutely love it. It's definitely is, it, is that what's
0: taking up most of your time right now? Are you playing anything else? Or? I
1: mean, I play World of Warcraft constantly. Still I've been leveling up a Zandalari troll for fun, which is one of like the new allied races, uh, and I've been playing a, a good bit of Division Two, which I'm really liking. That that is like one of the looter shooters that just kind of came out really ready to go out of the box.
0: Huh. So. Is that what it is? That' why you're really liking it? it is because it it has it seems like it has all its you know p's and q's in order, whatever well, that saying is. So you know
1: more so than that, like like when I think about Anthem, like my biggest complaint with Anthem is the mission design. The missions are just so boring. The mission right. designs in uh, Division are great. Like the missions all take place in these kind of unique buildings. Ba- like a lot of them are based on like real places, like the Air and Space Museum or the National Archives, right? And they each kind of they each feel unique, right? Uh, and like that we each kind of have, you know, not not necessarily big set pieces, but like things happening, you know And just being just like the way like each like an anthem every time you're we in a fight because and part of it is because you could fly But most of the fights just take place in that open world or in a cave So every fight kind of feels the same right. These, Like in here like every building like every room makes a fight feel different because It's like oh, this is like a room with like this one big circular desk that I use for cover And how are they going to have enemies come out here? And like it seems like basic stuff But it makes me realize what's missing in Anthem. Mm -hmm. Um, But even then, just, like, the openness of it. Like, it is an actual, like, online looter shooter where, like, I can start from one place, like, in the White House, get a mission, and walk all the way to the Air Space Museum. Maybe encounter, like, some things on the way and then just go right into that mission with, like, no loading screens or instances or stuff like that. You know, like, like, Anthem, again, it's like you're inside that city that feels very different from everything else. And you, like, go into the loading screen to leave the city then from like that open area, you get to another where to go inside your mission area, right? It just feels kind of disconnected.
0: And, and have your friends been picking it up? I think that's what we talked about last time. Like you were like, one of the reasons you might stick with this is if your friends play, have they done that?
1: Uh, my younger brother Chris is actually one who's been playing it the most with me, which is nice. AJ still being stubborn and wants to play anthem more. So I did see him playing he's Anthem last one one in the discord,
0: so yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the <sighs> he's oh, up too.
0: Oh AJ, yeah.
1: yeah, I know, poor guy. <laughs> I think yesterday was a bit rough for him. He's <laughs> everyone's, you know, so bad anthem. He's like, I like anthem. I'm like, that's fine, AJ. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But
0: uh, I, 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 um. I'm still not going to have time for any of these games, but I the the division is the one that is kind of calling to me, wishing I could like really put a, a full night in without having having any interruptions. But that's kind of impossible. But I I'm I'm glad to hear you like it. So, what do you think like the long term prospects are for it?
1: Well, I mean, the uh, the end game sounds like it's pretty decent, and I know it's going to get a raid. If yeah, it the raid's have coming raid. soon. Yeah. yeah, so that's great. I mean, you know, having raid content is just so important for me. And I'm really interested to see what that looks like. So, yeah, it definitely seems like a game that, yeah, I could play this some more. Why not? It's because there's going to be stuff to do at the end. And I'm not, like, in a giant rush to get there either. So Sure. Yeah, super fun. Cool. They did a good job.
0: Excellent. Um, I've, I've been spending most of my time with Sekiro still, uh, when I get a chance, I, I've been super busy. It's, it's hard to get some time. And it's also like, it's one of those games, you know, it's a from software game. You're going to be beating your head against a boss for a while until you've really learned it. Uh, and that could be uh, discouraging because you get to a boss and you play it for an hour and then it's like, okay, well, I got to go do something else now. Um, and you feel like you made no progress. I mean, you did, but you still feel like you didn't. Um, but but besides that, it's like I'm I'm really starting to click with it. I, I well, I'm beyond click. I it did click with me. I, I I enjoy it.
1: You're kind of down on it for a bit there.
0: Yeah, I, I, there are parts of it I'm still down on. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't see why it's fun, and it doesn't mean I'm not having fun with it a lot of the time. Uh, there's parts of it that it does really just excellent. So the idea of like getting into these one-on-one encounters with other people who are similarly equipped to you, like you're both just dudes with swords. And those combat encounters feel so nice. They feel so, uh, there's a lot at stake because yeah, they're from, they're from enemies. So they like just about any of them can kill you. Uh, But it's more than that. It's just like the way the swords feel when they're clanking against one another and uh, how those, um, those openings present present themselves to you and how you start to feel like that swordsman uh, and not just like a person playing the game. It's, it's very good uh, that they might be better at that than just about any other developer. Um, I, you know, and I like, I really like the design. I actually really do like the look. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's repetitive because it's all just samurais. I, for me, I'm actually digging that. I like that more than Bloodborne. Bloodborne's a bit too grim for me. Yeah. Um, this has got like, oh, there's a giant drunk samurai guy who uh, is going to drink it and then spit it out to you, and it's going to be all poisonous because of his breath or whatever. And, <laughs> and he's, and he's this giant like cartoon. Like, like, you know, there's like those old Japanese like artworks where it's like there's the guy with the, you know, the top bun and he's got a sword. He's holding his drink and stuff like that. He looks just like that. Um, And it's that's that's awesome to me. I really, really enjoy that. Um, And and there is some some satisfaction for me in learning the bosses and getting past them. I'm still not at a point where it's like this is significantly more satisfying than any other hard game. Uh, I I do feel like maybe people have built up from software games a little bit too much on that front where it's like this should feel like the most rewarding thing in the world that I've gotten to a point where I can beat one of these bosses and it's just like no I learned that and I got past it this is really cool I'm glad I got past it that's fun Mm -hmm. Uh, you know there's been one or two fist pump moments but it's not like like in Celeste, it felt like every screen was like, "Wow, I got past that screen. That was awesome." Yeah, I and know I, what you mean. The the only from software
1: game I've actually really played much of was Bloodborne, and I and I beat it. But I I was kind of the same way. Like you know, I, I felt good when I beat a boss, but I never, I don't know, I didn't feel like a, a king for the day or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's um, like uh, I was on Twitter, Brian Altano put it. It's like it feels a lot like a lot like Punch Out, where like you're learning this boss. They have a very certain specific set of moves and and you're not really necessarily people say like get good at these games i don't necessarily think that you're getting good you are you're just getting more knowledgeable about the way the world works, and then acting on that knowledge. Well, and that's and that's yeah. that's improving for sure. But that's yeah, there's that, a lot of it, a lot of time. I mean, but that's, it's, a, you're, it's learning more than it is necessarily like uh, gaining skills. Uh, you definitely need to be skillful in a lot of ways, uh, but but not not so much more skillful than anything else. I don't think it, it's.
1: I guess I, I don't know. I don't know. I See, I don't know if I see too much of a distinction between those two things. To be honest,
0: I I think I mean the difference would be like if the game was. Um, if the game changed uh like How? so like Sekiro and from software games they are very they this is what they're supposed to be they're very rigid you're going to go up against the boss and the boss is going to work the same way every time uh, it it never changes you just get better at it and and you know that there, there is skill in executing the things you learn um, but I don't, like, again, I really get like, so much more skill than any other sort of game like that. And there was a lot of like, that's how old games always were. Punch out was a good example. Um, but then like, it, you know, any multiplayer game, obviously with other people, that's going to be like, you're going to have to actually learn skills. Cause, okay. Cause you can't just like get more knowledgeable. And there are some games that are more like that, but you know, they're, uh, they're more difficult to make. So they are more rare. Um, but that's just like my, what my preference and stuff. So like, you know, just kind of judging this game based on what it is. They're executing it really well. It's really good. Um, it, it's still, It, it I did, I wrote, I wrote a piece not too long ago about how like um, polish doesn't matter. I think this is like a really good example of that. Cause like, like when you think of polish, you have like this really polished, like if you think about a stone, if you polish a stone, it's like, okay, I made a really pretty stone. And there's a lot of games like that. Um. Like I, I like it's you know it's shiny all around and it's beautiful in all these ways no matter how you look at it it looks really refined. Um, that is not what Sekiro is. Sekiro is like this you made a tool like you sharpened a stone into like an axe or something and now it's really good at this one thing and that one thing feels really good and it's it's effective and you use it a lot. Um, and and that's where like the combat encounters and the feeling of the combat that is what this game does well. And it doesn't sort of care that like the enemies are really dumb AI guys that just stand around and don't see you unless you're standing right in front of them. And like, you have these, these uh, ceramic tiles that you could throw to like break and they never hear them. If they're right next to him, you have to actually hit them with it. It's like, it's really dumb, but it doesn't matter because it does this other thing really well. And that's what really matters to you uh, when you're playing the game. Um, so, So I'm like, I don't know. I'm of two minds about this game in a lot of ways, but in the end, I am sort of leaning to the side of, I see why people like it, and I'm at that point as well. So it's um, it's been kind of fun going from ah, oh, this isn't for me, to being like, I can sort of get, an, I could sort of jive with this. I can sort of force myself into the peg, or into the slot that this little peg is creating, and and sort of play along and have fun and just let myself go, and and that's been really nice because it is a good game fundamentally. Um, the only other thing I've been playing is is Baba is You. Have you touched this at all? No, no. I've been, everyone's been kind of talking about
1: it a little bit. Seems like.
0: Yeah, so it's a puzzle game, and I'll try to explain it. People have, you know, you might have seen it around. If you haven't, Baba is you. It's a puzzle game where uh, you, I was already going to make it. Is you Baba? Not necessarily, though. That's what I was going to make it more complicated (laughs) than it needs to be. Uh, Baba is you when, so uh, no matter what, there are always words on every stage and and those words are part of the rule set of the world. So you're going to see like three words and those words will be Baba is and you. So as long as those words are touching, then Baba is you, but (laughs) you could replace Baba with something else. And Baba is like a sheep on the, on the stage. So it means when Baba is you, you are moving Baba around the stage. Uh, That's why it's called that. Yes, but you can move those, those, those word tiles. And so if there's something like, um, a bolt like a bolt of lightning you could put the bolt the, the word bolt and replace baba so it says bolt is you and now you control the bolt instead so you're not always baba you are always you like the player you have to think about it like that which is again it's more complicated than it needs to be but that's you what's important you. yeah you is you is always you uh, but you is not always baba um of course that's so then ridiculous the, cha- <laughs> the challenge <laughs> comes from like it's like, okay, you just need to like usually get to uh, a win condition, and mostly through the early part of the game, it's flag is win, and you just want to get to the flag. Um, but but maybe there's a wall in the way, and it says wall is stop. Well, if you could find a way to push wall away from stop, then you can walk through walls and get to the flag. Uh, and that's the, that's the fundamental thing, but the way they make it interesting is it's like every stage is just more creative than the last and more mentally taxing than the last. And you'll get to a point where every new stage is just a complete stumper because you, you, you like it's introducing new ideas that you never even considered before. And so you have to like really play around with each stage to be like, Oh, now I knew I learned this new thing and I, I'll have to apply that in the future. But also they're just going to keep piling other stuff on top of that. And it's, um, it's been really challenging. It's one of those That's games cool. where I've, I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm through like the first world and a half and I've played for like five hours. Cause I'm just staring at these stages for so long. Um, it's. I'm playing it on PC, but it's it's another one of those games that's on Switch, and I think if people were going to pick it up, the Switch would be an ideal platform. It for
1: sounds for like sure. your kind of games. Kind of does that have a? I don't know. You're a big fan of these kind of puzzle games. Let's think about how much you like to witness.
0: Yeah, I was. I was trying. I was thinking about that, and it's like I'm. I definitely had an easier time with the Witness than than I'm having with this, and I think it's because the Witness is very much about pattern recognition, and that's the stuff I'm definitely the best at, without a doubt. Like sure, I was. Yeah. I, hey I <laughs> every main puzzle in that without looking a single one up i'm a genius you leave me alone <laughs> but bob is you is is showing that i'm not very good at this stuff actually I'm, I'm getting stumped all the time in a way that i never got stumped in the witness so uh yeah this was uh th- th- this one's making me feel a lot more humble and a lot more like oh i'm actually quite a dummy um no, that's all right yeah i don't know it's good to feel that way um yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I recommend it because it's very good. It's still really excellent. Um and when you do solve a puzzle, you do feel really really good. Um, but the problem is is that might take a long time and you might get to a point where you're so frustrated you either put it down or you do have to like go look up a hint. And maybe realize there needs to be a really good hint website that's like just hints that doesn't give it away. That's just like you go here and just every hints. S- yeah, it's just the hints dot com. Yeah. Is that, game that, that Facts still a
1: thing it. anymore? Probably. I used to love me by game Facts,
0: man. Game facts is probably out there. And I'm sure there's someone that putting together hints. But I just want to, like, I just want to, like, go with, like, justthehents.com slash. Justthehents. Let's get Baba that. Baba is you. There we and go. then, like, yeah, look up the level. And it's like, we're not going to tell you. No matter what, we're never going to tell you how to do it. But here's the first hint, second hint, and third hint. Like, they have that in um, Professor Layton. Used to have that. Yeah, yeah that, that one. So, yeah. Just do that. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, Mike. You ready for the news? Let us do it. All right. Let's do this thing. All right. First up, we have uh, this is this one that actually kind of broke today. It's a rumor. It's not quite confirmed, but it's one of those ones that makes so much sense. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't they do that? Um, Microsoft is going to maybe bundle together Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass into one ultimate subscription that would cost $15 a month. Uh, so right now you can get both for $9.99 each. So $10 a month each, $20. Uh, but if you put them together, $15. Bundle it's like, and oh, save. Yeah, bundle and save. It makes it makes a lot of sense. This is one of those things like I always expected them to do it. So uh, hearing this rumor, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It's probably about time they do it because uh, if they launch that that um, that digital only console that's rumored to come out next month,
1: oh, yeah. Um e game pass.
0: Yeah, and people are going to be like, uh oh, man, 20, bu- twenty bucks for both these things, and I have to have a, a Xbox Live Gold to play uh, a lot of games online. Like even Fortnite, I need to have that for Fortnite. Like, but you don't need to have that. F- you don't need to have PlayStation Network Gold for Fortnite on PlayStation, PlayStation Four. Yeah, whatever. PS, PlayStation plus, Gold. Whatever. Idiot, man, you're yeah. embarrassing yeah. me. Yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> plus, God, that's so stupid. Um, yeah, no. uh I, Yeah, and it's, so it's um, it, like it makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't you kind of like bundle together to like? really hit the value for these people who might be picking up that digital only platform. Um, I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. Would you, uh, I don't know. Do you subscribe to game pass now?
1: No, when I was at E3, they handed out everybody in line for their press event, uh, like a free f- year of it. So I'm still writing that pretty high for now. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> right. But I mean, I, you know, I, it's something I would probably pay for maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I, I it's certainly for, good. It's certainly the best of the things like it,
0: right? Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would um, I pay for Xbox Live Gold now, uh, so I would probably like. I'm not going to pay the extra 10 bucks just for Game Pass, but if I could bundle them together and it was just five bucks more, I could see myself like I could talk myself into doing that. So I probably probably will end up doing it. Um, Yeah, Uh, let's see. We can move to the next story. Borderlands 3. Uh, hey, that happened. Yeah, that got announced at PAX. Did you watch that, by the way? Oh,
1: yes, I did. Well, not even the first half of it, really, which was apparently mostly him doing magic tricks.
0: It was like he was doing a magic—no, not magic tricks, magic trick. One magic trick that lasted forever. It was, it was bananas. Uh, yeah. So, Randy Pitchford, the president and CEO of um, Gearbox Software, he went to PAX East to reveal this new game, Borderlands Three, and as part of that, uh, that. Panel at PAX, he did a magic trick and it just kept going and going. And, um, yeah, it's something you have to see for yourself. So, people should look that up if you get a chance. Uh, because I am not going to suffer alone, Mike. It was pretty (laughs) bad. Um, and then, yeah, but then they finally announced it. And then, of course, like it was a a 4K video file, so it was really choppy and they had like a lot of troubles getting it working. Uh, eventually they got it online and everyone got to see the game, um, you know, running the way it should.
1: Awkward reveal.
0: Yes, it was. But, Borderlands Three, it's coming. It's coming to PC and console on September thirteenth. I think is what the date is. It's definitely coming I in September. I
1: Believe it is.
0: And, yes, and it's uh, going to be exclusive to the Epic Game Store for six months. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and we can ah! we get, we'll, we should talk about that in a minute. But what is what are you, like? What are your thoughts about uh, Borderlands Three? Are you excited yeah. about that? Uh, yeah, I like
1: Borderlands. I think it's good. I mean. it's it's interesting because it certainly looks like borderlands right and i'm not actually sure what else they could do for borderlands
0: Uh, yeah i mean i would like them to like maybe make it so i'm not one of these preset characters uh Mm -hmm. so that i feel like i can kind of keep playing and like and making making my own character and like getting gear that may like really reflects my my personality which is very important to me um but yeah, I I don't. I like know. classes. Than that, I like classes. But well, I mean, they, you could still honestly. be in you could still be in classes. But it's like I still wouldn't. I just don't want to be these preset like visual characters. There's talent trees and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's just about like making like a unique looking person. Oh, like with other people.
1: Uh, yeah. because otherwise, it's. it's I, yeah, you are like you're not even lit- you're not you're not even like a class. You are literally that person.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so it's like clearly yeah, it, they're not going. It seems like they're definitely not going to try to go beyond like the scope of the previous games and like make it this. Um, they're, not, they're probably not going to have a hub world where there's like a million of these four different characters running. In, no,
1: right? it's not going to be. It's not going to suddenly become uh, division Destiny. Or, yeah, Destiny, or Destiny. No. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, it probably shouldn't.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think shouldn't. there's. A, I think there's definitely room for Borderlands to just still be Borderlands. Um, but I don't know. It feels like maybe that audience has moved on in some ways. But we'll we'll see. I don't know. Uh,
1: I think they'll show up. I mean, the question is going to be kind of, you know, what does like the monetization for this game look like now? Are they is it just going to be the old model of here's a bunch of DLCs and expansions or is there going to be something else? I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, it, I know I, I did not play at this point when they added this stuff, uh, but I know they had shift keys, which sounds like the thing where like you get a chest and then you have to buy a key to open it. Um, I know they had that in Borderlands 2 so i i I, and i know they're doing it again because randy pitchford was very excited about shift keys he's like and it's gonna have shift keys again because he's always famous for like giving a ton away on twitter or something so people were excited about that but i don't know if it's (laughs) actually a good thing beyond that um so we'll we'll see we'll see how that all works um but yeah i mean the other thing here is it's it's another game that epic went and said hey here's some money be a timed exclusive to the epic game store um, that's going to last for six months. And in response, fans on Steam who are, are mad about this are review bombing the previous Borderlands games on Steam. Um, how mad are you about this, Mike? Oh, is, it, is this is this the, the worst that, thing, right? or or the or just one of the worst things that I ever? Had?
1: A worst thing. I mean, come on. What could be worse than having <laughs> to use this separate launcher to play this game? I don't know. Like. Yeah, I think the whole thing is silly, and it's so funny seeing PC gamers, like, lose their minds over some of these concepts, like, right. I can't, it can't believe a person would pay to have something be exclusive, I'm like, yeah, that's generally
0: how it works. Yep, I mean, it's like, I I just don't know who to, like, okay, let's let's say, say um, this isn't really good for people just because uh, Epic's not really competing, they're just paying for exclusives, and so they're not actually trying to make their platform better. It's kind which of competing. They, <laughs> Yes, but it's you're right. It's still it's still competition because it's like actually the thing people care about are the games. So how, what else would you suggest them to uh, suggest that they do? They, that they. I do? mean, how I mean,
1: often do we say like you know Microsoft needs to compete better by having more exclusives?
0: Exactly. We don't necessarily yeah, so always
1: mean first, first first party, right? I mean, right. Sony no, I, competed I, with Nintendo when Sony got into the industry. They were competing because of like all of their like first party games. For, for, you know a little bit of that, but they're competing because they had like Final Fantasy 7 and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, and and that is what the people—that's uh, what people care about. So, like, if Epic has all this money, should it be spending all of it just trying to make Epic a better platform than Steam, or should it use a, quite a bit of it to get these exclusives? And it's like, obviously, it should be trying to get the exclusives. That's the fastest way to accomplish what it's trying to accomplish, and it is still improving its its service in the background. Um, that you know that said. Epic is Epic Game Store is not as good as Steam. No. So when people are frustrated, I, I, I get it to a point. I get it to also, a point, but... But the also, theory, I'm- I've, I've started loading up games on Epic Game Store now, and I just don't even notice. Like, you just don't notice. You start playing the game, and you're in the game, and you don't notice anymore. It's yeah. over.
1: Maybe I'm a little... Like, honestly, most of the games I play on PC are first off Blizzard games, and then, right. like, what? I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends and, like, Division. So that's you play and... Uh, origin like i haven't really been using steam very much for the last couple of years to be honest and you know like all, all those steam things like the steamworks or whatever else i never use that stuff too much anyways and when i'm playing platforms that don't have it it, it doesn't bother me right you I know mean, ultimately your platform is still pc you can still you still have the same access to this game you just get the, the launcher or whatever if it really upsets you that much then you don't have to buy it i guess but yeah whatever and it's silly yeah, to me and
0: it's a uh... Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so Epic is not going to do this forever. Eventually they're going to get up get to a point where Fortnite's not quite making as much money as it always was, um and they're going to be like, well, let's be a little bit more conservative. Um, And at that point, it's like things are probably going to equalize and they will just focus on making their platform better. And it's like, okay, so I mean, at least now we have a competitor to Steam. Maybe, I I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that's really going to matter too much. I bet Steam's just going to continue his business as usual for the most part. Maybe it convinces Valve to invest more in some first party games. Like Maybe they'll make some more Half-Life, but... I don't know. The last time they tried to make a game, it was Artifact, and they got, they got burned. So I don't know what their yeah. appetite is for doing another one of those. You see like Artifact's
1: that. now in rebuild mode.
0: Yeah. It's just That's like... so. Yeah, yeah yes. They
1: had that very candid thing like, yeah, this game bombed, and we never had that happen before. We, So I guess we're going to just uh, fundamentally change some things here.
0: Yeah. And so it's like... Yeah, when when Valve's latest game bombs, like you gotta expect like maybe the reasons they kept putting off Half Life Three. They're like, oh, maybe those were all really good reasons, and we should just keep putting it off and actually focus on the stuff that is working and making us money. Uh, So I don't know. I don't expect Valve to change too much, even if Epic does get get established. but but yeah, like this is a it's a temporary thing, and in the meantime, developers are getting more money up front to put some games on a different store that you have free access to. So it's like just the most harmless thing, really. in, in when it comes down to it, I, I I do get that there are some legitimate concerns about Epic Game Store, but uh, it's definitely getting drowned out by what sounds like a lot of whining.
1: So, right, it sounds like the worst thing. Ever. Was that boogie's free? Like this is terrifying.
0: Right. God. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's he's like
1: terrifying.
0: No, it's yes. not. And it, yes, and his it just um, isn't. His follow up video was Developers are attacking me for criticizing Epic Games Store. I'm like, I highly doubt they are showing up like ninjas in your house and beating (laughs) you with a baseball bat or something. Chill, dude. Oh my God, you suck so bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, I, mean, I doubt this is going to, we'll probably have another reason to talk about the Epic Game Store next week. Um, it's still not, like, I still don't think it's going to, like, even really make a huge dent in the end, and it does feel like all no, the conversation not. around it is is overblown uh, relative to, like, what it's actually going to end up being. Uh, but, hey, that's what Epic's trying to do, so, like, they're, they're succeeding. Everything they're doing is working, so expect more of it, basically. Um, all right, next up. Sega finally announced uh, the Sega Genesis Mini. Like They always said they were going to do this, and there have been those other ones that were made by a, a different company that were licensed. And, and they suck. They're terrible. They're awful. They have terrible emulation. Uh, they they feel they really do feel like really cheap plastic boxes. And Sega's sort of promising to do this correctly. Um, let me see. gonna see if I can get up the list of games. I think they, they're going to have 40, but they've only announced 10 so far. Let me see here. If I could bring them up, um, there's Sonic. He is looking at me. Um, okay, yeah. Here's, here's what they've confirmed so far: Echo the Dolphin, mm. Castlevania Bloodlines, uh-huh. Space Harrier Two, Shining Force, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, mm. Gunstar Heroes, Yeah, Altered, Altered Beast, mm. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. Comic Zone, and Toe Jam and Earl. And oh. already there's a, a bunch of games there that I'm I'm super that into. Is- I mean. A super I don't think
1: strong a, first 10 games.
0: Yeah, I don't think uh, there's um, anything there that's, like, not on, like, that Sega Classics thing, right? Is, oh, like, there's, oh, no,
1: there's a few. Uh, okay. Bloodlines, right. definitely not. Blood that's right, Bloodlines, you're right. That's a uh, that's a really good one. I don't think Echo's on there, on actually, which is, which was weird. When, when I was looking at it, I was, like, uh, one of the big admissions. I don't think that Gunstar Heroes is. Gunstar Heroes also incredibly good. That's a good. That's, I mean, Gunstar one Heroes and
0: Genesis games. Yeah,
1: either. Gunstar Heroes and Bloodlines, especially. I was like, oh, those are two awesome games to like already have on there.
0: So uh, the 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 big thing here for me is uh, the company that is actually handling this is M2, and M2 has done just the best Genesis emulation uh, ever. When, the, like, when Sega resells those games, um, especially on the 3DS, when they would transfer some of those games to 3D, mm-hmm. OutRun 3D is yeah. one of my favorite games of all time on the 3DS. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, and it's all just, a lot of it's just like, the emulation's good, but then you turn on the 3D and it's just like, it's like this alternative universe where it's like, this is what the future of games could have looked like if we didn't realize how, how to do polygons. Um, and it's just like these these sprites flying at you and past you and creating this 3D effect in this awesome way. It's just so good. I wish there was like a VR game that looked exactly like OutRun 3D. Uh, But M2 does all those games and they're all excellent. So I have a lot of faith that this is going to be a really good version of Genesis games, which is, you know, a a console that is difficult to emulate, especially when it comes to audio. Uh, So when when people show up for this, I think it's not going to be a PlayStation mini situation at all. Yeah, I'm which was a disaster. Excited. Yeah, uh, you know, I I know you like the PlayStation Mini just fine. Yeah, I but there not been
1: as much problem with it as a lot of people. But I I get it. I get it.
0: Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Right. And, and it's like if you're going to do this, do it right because you, you know I think Nintendo did prove like what can be done with this if you do if you put a little effort into it. Um, and you know, and those, the the PlayStation One has dropped in price pretty dramatically, specifically because people that you still have any warm feelings towards it, and I think this is going to generate a lot of those warm feelings. Um, are there any games that like you definitely want to see on this or like some deep cuts that you can think of? Um, the Sparkster
1: games are the big ones. If those are on there. That would be incredible. Rocket Knight, Sparkster. I don't know if you played those back in the day. No, I, holy I, crap. I, I, those I are I good. I played Rocket
0: Knight, but not Sparkster. Is that the one where? No, I'm same, thinking a, of Rystar. I'm thinking of Rystar. Oh, oh it's it's Star was
1: made now. by Sega. Sparkster's the sequel to Rocket Knight.
0: Right. Okay. Okay, Cool. Um, I think I remember vaguely hearing about that on another show Okay, so yeah, uh, Rocket Knight's A, a, a cool character, I, I played it a little bit Oh, I those games it are fun. great um, Yeah, I don't know I, I Star Heroes is a game I will definitely play again um, And I've never played Bloodlines So I'll jump on that
1: Bloodlines is fantastic I mean, if you like the old school Castlevania games It's super fun
0: Altered Beast is, tr- is trash, though. Just so.
1: Altered Beast, yeah. It's like they, they're always so obligated to include it in these things, but I'm yeah, so I, overplaying I, 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 Altered I would Beast. It also,
0: but it's like you're going to play it for ten minutes remember why you hate it, and right, you know, that's it. Like
1: even Golden Axe, which is significantly better than that, I'm like, okay, I've played enough Golden Axe. Right. Streets of Rage, I went on there pretty badly, though. We gotta get Streets of Rage.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm Streets of Rage two specifically. They'll probably put all three on there, I would imagine. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe I don't know, forty games.
1: I thing that's like, yeah, we're we gonna give, yeah,
0: maybe don't put three on. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not three. I would be okay with not having three. Yeah, cool. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. This is a very cool. I'm glad. I'm glad these things are going to continue happening, and and it seems like companies are going to do them the right way. Um, let's see your next story. PlayStation Store will now refund pre-orders um, of games, uh, but you just can't download them. So, if you pre-ordered a game up to this point. You could not like cancel that pre- pre-order if it was a digital purchase on PlayStation Network. Um, but now they're going to say, okay, if you pre-ordered a game and you've never actually downloaded it, and especially if it's not out yet, you can cancel that pre-order and get your money back, which is a step in the right direction. But boys, it still feels like a very small step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um,
1: they're getting I- there.
0: I don't know. I guess I've never really found myself in a situation where I needed to refund a pre-ordered game. I'm not,
1: I'm not pre-ordering games digitally very often. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, I like the idea of pre-loading. I guess maybe this will encourage people to do more of that because they're like, you know what, if I find a better, a better deal uh, at, at retail or something, if I could save some money doing it another way, I could always cancel this later. Uh, maybe they're thinking like, okay, so we can convince more people that it's a safe thing to do instead of like committing two months out and being stuck and regretting that decision. Um, but but it would still probably be better if they just did a more lax refund policy across the board and was like two hours and two weeks like like Steam and I think Microsoft has something similar to that now I can't remember if Microsoft does yeah they but do I, I think yeah. they do that yeah I think I I tried it out and I actually did it and it worked just fine. Um, and then that's been great. I think that's a really good way of doing things, especially since so many games are um, are broken. I mean, this is a much bigger deal on Steam. Uh, but like even on console now, we, we have a lot of games that ship that people are just like, this is too broken for me to play. I do not enjoy this. Uh, so having a more lax return policy would be good for everyone. Um Risk of Rain 2. This is a game I I, ha- I have but I haven't really tried yet. Um it's uh it's a sequel to a 2D sort of roguelite game, and they made it 3D for the sequel, which is a thing I'm super into. I really like it when, when indie devs go from making a 2D game and then making a sequel to that that's like a 3D, as if they were making often? a game. I, the, not a ton, but like uh, Oceanhorn is another one. This is like uh, Oceanhorn 1 is like very much like linked to the past, and now Oceanhorn, Oceanhorn 2, which isn't out yet, looks a lot like Ocarina of Time. And so I, I'm like... I love that idea of like any devs, any devs pretending like, Oh, we started this series on the super Nintendo and now we're graduating up to the Nintendo 64 or something or whatever. That's a, it's a neat concept. Uh, so risk of rain two, So one of those ones where I'm like already, it's sort of winning me over, but apparently it's very good as well. And it's already hit 500,000 players. And I think they're bringing some mod support and stuff uh, very soon. Um, they they did an interview over at pcgamer.com if people want to read that. But, uh, that's that's a pretty big number for the for that game. It's a series where Risk of Rain one was was well regarded, uh, but this one's like a big hit right out of the gate. And I think that's um, it has to do with like I think I think the fact that it is three D, but also the first game d- did really well and people c- were kind of won over by it and ready to give this one a chance. Um, this next story is is, is weird. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild are getting Labo VR support.
1: Yeah. So what's weird is that. So for Mario Odyssey, they're, like, making VR content, right? Like, it's taking place in the levels, but it's going to be, like, made for VR, where the camera's going to be, you know, staying stay in the same place if you don't get sick and all that. So, you know, like, a, a VR experience. For Breath of the Wild, it's just going to be an option you can turn on. You can just play the whole game in
0: VR. Yeah, but I, I just, I never even thought that you'd be able to, like, strap the Labo to your head. Like, are they gonna have a strap with it? I I thought it was maybe I it'll come a little stand. I know. I was like, is it <laughs> gonna be a virtual boy? Please be a virtual boy. I would love that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. That's it's a really weird thing. I am very interested to see what Breath of the Wild is like. If it's just like the regular game, just going around, it's gonna and make kinda...
1: me sick so fast. Like Mario, like Mario, I could probably do Breath of the Wild. I could do it for probably a little bit. But yeah. like actually, like a game where you're moving around, and you can move the camera and all that stuff. I can't last too long in those.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really weird one. Uh, I, I don't imagine many people are going to take advantage of this, like to play the entirety of Zelda in VR. Yeah. I bet that's going <laughs> to be a pretty rare hours. thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yes. like, even if you do like even even if you do enjoy it, I bet that cardboard thing's going to fall apart at about oh, yeah. at, at about hour thirty five or whatever. Yeah, um, I don't know, but hey, it's I guess it's interesting that they're doing these things. Yeah, I uh, I'm interested in, in building that thing and doing the other stuff uh, probably more than any of this. Uh, I want to see what those little like fun experiences are that they're making specifically for Labo, um, and even the Mario stuff since that those will be like you know contained experiences. Uh, but at the same time, I, you know, if I waited till uh, Labo VR dropped in price, I would be just as fine as well because I'm not like yeah, I, don't I don't need, need to jump on this stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's pretty smart. I mean, you know, take advantage of Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild being these giant hits and great games to help move this thing. Why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you have it. Why not use it? You're right. It
1: certainly makes me slightly more interested than I was before.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely way more curious. I, I want to see what that Zelda thing looks like. Um, I, I still don't know if I'm going to necessarily buy it though. We'll see. Um, last story, the uh, internal Best Buy listing system. Uh, has seemed to leak a couple of new Switch games. So uh, I, I put them, I listed them right here: Persona Five, Link to the Past, and Metro Prime Trilogy were all listed in the Best Buy system as coming to Switch. Um, I I don't know necessarily if I like believe this, but I, I want to. Yeah, there uh, might just be some guessing going on here, you know. Well, right, you never know. Like I don't know if this is. Well, it doesn't strike me as necessarily a Walmart Canada situation. Where no. at E3 last year, they leaked everything because they had it all in their system. It seems like maybe there's some informed guessing here. Maybe there's some stuff that they knew was coming, and maybe there's some guessing. Well, in with. I that.
1: mean, Persona 5 in Resident Evil Trilogy, they seem like pretty safe bets. I'm, I don't know what this Link to the Past thing is. Right. It's not like they're remaking that already. Like, The Link's Awakening hasn't even happened yet. It's not like they've told Walmart already. or whatever. Right. So yeah, like, yeah, by the way, we're man. already... Best Buy, it's like, yeah, we're already uh, making, you know, so maybe, if if anything, I guess that would be, like, one of the first Super Nintendo games coming. Yeah, but then then that would just be part of its Nintendo
0: Online Switch service, which you wouldn't be able to buy at Best Buy. Unless it's like, oh, this is like a link to the past Nintendo Switch Online gift card, and it's like, and it, and it's just like it has a, a a link to the past logo on it, and you just go and redeem it on your Switch to get access to Nintendo yeah. Switch Online the, for the year. link to the
1: past thing is definitely what's making me be like, what, what is this, what?
0: Yeah, I mean, th- there was a separate listing for Link's Awakening in the Best Buy system, so it's not like they conflated these t- these two games. So it's like, I don't know, um, it's it's pretty confusing. Um, I don't, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe Links uh, Links Awakening will come out, and then will immediately immediately be like, and next we're having Link to the Past remade as well, and that's going to be here. They in they were six
1: talking months. about making or remaking Links to the Past with 3ds, and then that just turned into Link Between Worlds, which was you know great, right? So, yeah. I don't know. But part of me is uh, part of me is like, do we? We don't really need to remake Links Link to the Past. That game looks good.
0: Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't. I, if you do it, I would just be like the exact same art style, but. HD and and like you know, just widescreen and stuff like that. That's it. That's that's the only stuff I would do. I wouldn't mess around with it too much. Uh, the only other thing I would think maybe is is they saw a Zelda maker, but that seems like very unlikely considering we're getting Super Mario Maker 2 and Link's Awakening remake. It seems like they're not yeah. going to have if they have if they do a Zelda maker, it it, it would like still be years off. off. Yeah. Um so I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, E three is coming up pretty fast. I was like, yeah, I guess so. Oof. I'm like, yeah, we're just kind of two months away from that now, basically. Ugh. So that's a surprise. But yeah, that's what we're dealing with. Um, I don't know. If that's that's all the news, though, Mike. Do you have anything else? Any other stories that kind of popped out this past week? No, no. That that that's about it. You know we kind of talked about everything that was sort of like happening around the fringes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I am. Ready to kind of see what Microsoft is doing with their streaming stuff. Uh, hopefully, they talk about that soon. But I bet they're just going to announce that digital only thing first, and we'll see what happens there. Um, Nintendo's just done a couple of directs, so we're probably not going to get anything from them for a little bit. Um, yeah,
1: they're probably going to be quiet for a bit. I mean, they've, yeah, they kind of laid out. I mean,
0: right? They got like their whole thing like those per- out. Persona
1: announcements are happening on what the twenty fourth or twenty fifth, and that's the okay. Royal and S. So, we'll see what those are.
0: Well, you know what we didn't—that Sony Direct thing. Did we talk about that last time? Maybe
1: not much to talk about there.
0: Yeah, it was just sort of. I mean, I. I know they said that they were going to kind of be talking about a lot of VR stuff, but it seems like a lot of people didn't realize that. I think they need to be very good about messaging that in the future. Nintendo does that really well. Where Nintendo's like, "Hey, this thing's seven minutes long, and we're talking about one game." Or this is a three DS focused Nintendo Direct. Uh, And so they say that, and it really sets the tone, and people know. And it's like people still get upset when they don't get all the stuff they want, but it's not quite as, like, disappointed as a lot of Sony fans were about this. Right.
1: Well, I guess maybe there's, like, I mean, this was the first one of these things, right? So I think people maybe thought they were going to come out swinging a little harder than they did.
0: And I think that was the exact opposite of what Sony's whole strategy here is, which is, like, let's lower expectations for these things out of the gate. Let's make sure people know, like here's we're going to talk about vr games and some stuff you already know about and here's a new trailer from mortal kombat 11 and that's it and that's the tone we're going to set so in the future when they do the surprises it's like oh that's a big surprise and that was that came out of nowhere because last time i hated this thing it was so boring um but i think they were really trying to lower expectations uh i think that's their strategy across the board with like skipping out on e3 and everything because they're just like we have built up so much hype over the past couple of years, and it's worked out really well, but we need to like sort of reset expectations so that when we come right. out with the PS5, uh, we can sort of be at a place where we were at the beginning of the last cycle instead of having to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So so we'll see. All right, Mike. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, why don't you Do tell it. people where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O.
1: I'm also always writing at gamesbeat.com and I also do the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother every week so you can look for that one
0: and I am uh, Jeff Grubb on Twitter uh, and also on Twitch and then on YouTube I'm youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb on Twitch I I, I haven't streamed any Sekiro I might because I need to get through it and actually like finalize my review Um, and Mike you know what next week we should do a, a review podcast for Sekiro Uh, just a separate one. Just kind of throw that out there. Get that onto the feed. Uh, kind of like we did with, um, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, last time. Um, all right, cool. Let's wrap this up. Say goodbye to everybody. We'll see you next time. Um, yeah. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody.